Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I get the fortunate experience of interviewing people who have figured out what they needed to do and who they needed to be to get them on the path of where they wanted to go, right? So I'm very excited today to introduce Trisha Senzel to you because while we were prepping for this, we were both saying we have no idea what we talked about during our prep call. But the one thing I do remember is that we're kind of competitors and we freaking didn't care, right? And I just can't emphasize that enough for people that sometimes your closest connections, your best resources are people who on paper look like they should be your competitor. And it's just not my approach to the world. And I know it wasn't your approach to the world. So I'm so glad you agreed to do this with me. And why don't you give some folks a a more official introduction to who you are and what it is that you do? Wonderful. Thank you, Erin. It's so good to be here. I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, And you're right, we are sort of competitors and yet not at all, because we're completely different. Um, and I just love the, the, the theme of your podcast, because one of my favorite expressions is the universe responds to who we're being. Yeah. And so that's what this is all about. So, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So a little bit about my, yeah. my background. I, I worked in um, various corporate jobs. Um, I started a career as a CPA in public accounting and have had lots of lots of corporate jobs in finance and banking, in um, law firm management, all of the sort of traditional business path. And then three years ago, I launched my my business, and my focus right now is is working on um, helping women with leadership skills and mental fitness to create the plan to get out of overwhelm, overwork, and overfunctioning. Awesome. So as it all comes rushing back to me, yes, we have that similar, similar path of being in those predominantly male-dominated, even if it's not all guys, it's the old version of business. Yes. When women come out of that into their own business, it's like this good and bad. Like you bring the action, the taking action with you, but then there's all these other things that you don't know how to be when you're on your own. Right. Right. I love the way you said, even if they're, even if they've been traditionally male dominated, it's just, it's more still, it's the old model of the way we've been doing things and emerging from that um, 
has been challenging, exciting, creative, terrifying. All of the above. So with that in mind, why did you leave? You know, and and I had that same kind of thing where you had reached great success. You had these great successes. So why did you leave the safety net of that to go out on your own? Yeah. Oh, this is such an interesting part of my my story. So I had been um, managing a law firm for about six, seven years, was a job I was very happy with, and the firm disbanded. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of one of those I was pushed and um, <laughs> took, I took some time. I did, I did a little traveling. I, um, I went to Italy. I did a, an offshore sailing passage for three weeks. Wow. Um, yeah. Which is another big part of part of life for me. And I had gotten a, um, another more traditional corporate job to sort of rebound from that, that transition. And what was interesting, it was a a job in an industry that I had tried to get a job in 10 years prior and had been unsuccessful. So I I thought, wow, talk about making lemonade out of lemons. Right. Here I am. I got the job. Exactly. And I was in it for about seven months and I could just feel that I was shrinking a little more every day and hadn't realized how much in that 10 years since I first applied for that job, hadn't realized how much more I had expanded and grown and and just become so much more. And the job was stifling to me. It, It was a great work environment as corporate jobs go. The work was good. The people were good. I just wasn't a a fit for it. Um, And so I left there without a net and said, got to figure something out. Um, You literally just said, yeah, this, this isn't the right thing. That's a really, you know, that's a really big step because we are of a certain age, right? Where we were really, really taught you don't leave a job without another, you know, job. You don't let go of a branch without your hand on another branch. Yes. Yes. We were so taught that. Yeah. And, and as a parent, I, I've heard myself say that to my, to my it's own not bad advice. I mean, it's not terrible advice. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And yet, it was a point where where that advice had to be subordinated to yes. no i'm i'm that miserable that <laughs> this needs to be reconfigured well and as you were talking about it cuz you know messaging is one of my things you totally have to write if you haven't already when your dream job is killing you right i <laughs> think you yes. have to write that story that yes. quote, when your dream job is killing you yes yeah And I love what you said that it wasn't the people, it wasn't the work. You're not making anybody else bad or wrong. It somewhere deep inside you, I call it quite honestly, I think it's another version, especially for women of a biological clock. Oh, I love that. Right? You like you we get to the certain point in our lives where like, yeah, I have to make an impact that's beyond 
the confinement of what I was told. Yes. Wow. I, that's really powerful to me. I hadn't thought of it that way. And here yes. you go. Yes. Here you go. Yeah. So how did it go for you? You, you? you jumped off the cliff without a net. I'm thrilled and terrified for you. <laughs> how did it go? It it has been um, a crooked path, um, but I'm coming up on three years and have had some of the most amazing clients. And when you have those moments with with clients where you can see that you've made a difference, you can feel that you've made a difference. It just that's the point where you're just like this was so the right choice. Yeah. And, and I just need to keep doing more of this and it will come together um, more and more. I mean, it has come together and, and there's still more ahead. So um, what do you think is one of the bigger obstacles that you've had to overcome? The biggest obstacle is my own thinking, which is, which is actually a lot of the work I do with clients it we you know we need to take command of our own thinking process and that mental fitness uh is is critical and it's ways in which we can be our biggest advocate and be our biggest obstacle <laughs> is so true it, yeah. it was never taught to us you know i had a, it it just wasn't right. school I mean, if you really look at the history of how the public education system came about in this world, it right. was to just create better workers. Right. It wasn't to create fulfillment and positive thinking. Right. Right. And, and yet there's so much more to the human mind. I can remember reading as a teenager, reading this, professional, personal self-development books. I always remember reading Wayne Dyer in, in high school. <laughs> I still have the book. Never oh, ahead of me. I didn't get into that stuff until maybe in my mid-30s. So you were oh, way wow. ahead of me. Yeah. 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 I was early into, into that kind of, and I, one of the things I remember that stuck in my, in my awareness was that we don't, we don't use the full capacity of our of our mental thinking. And decades later, it's finally really sinking in what that actually meant. Right. Exactly. So what did the people around you think? I mean, you had. And I say this because I have the same. It, you had decades of high level of success. Yes. In a very traditional, specific way that you, I'm sure to the people around you, abandoned with, you know, <laughs> dismissive abandonment of what other people are often impressed by. And people yes. think you're nuts. Yes. I got the full range of reaction. Some, some that thought I was nuts. <laughs> um, because if you're, if you're still if you fit well into that model of the world of, of the more linear traditional path, then sure. It did look kind of, right. kind of nuts. 
And if you, and then there are other, there were other reactions, a little envy Mm -hmm. um, at my, at my bravery and courage. Um, Yes. And sort of everything in between. So uh, the the full range of reactions. And I think navigating that while having to also create your own entrepreneurial successful mindset. Yes. Not easy. No, no, it's a, it takes, it takes diligent tending. (laughs) You look like there's something more there. Like one of the things I like to do with the people I talk to, because I understand as business owners, and I absolutely recommend to my clients, show up as the person your ideal client expects to be able to solve the problem you solve. So there is a marketing and confidence and leadership aspect to being a business owner that you can't ignore because then your clients won't end up being your clients. But at the same time, at the same time, and I especially think for women who were extremely successful in corporate careers, there is this embarrassment that once they become an entrepreneur, they're not doing as well as they think they should be doing as fast as they think they should be. And so they don't want anyone to really know that. And I love talking about what we've all had to overcome. I now it's been long enough. The emotion isn't attached. I can now fondly look at 2018 and call it Aaron's year of failure. But like, (laughs) What was, if you had to share something that you had to overcome that you kind of didn't want people to know at the time? Oh, sure. Uh, failure or, or feedback at a intense level. <laughs> right? <laughs> feedback that, that I didn't really want. Oh, been there. Um, right. And I would say one of the one of the big things is wrong fit clients. Mm. And and there's one That's of my mentors. True. Yeah, one of my mentors always says there's nothing more expensive than a wrong fit client. That's a really good point. And especially yeah. when you're starting out and you just want a client, let alone yes. like two or three of them. Yes. And you're what that's so funny. I did a I'm doing this big sales intensive. And one of the things we posted yesterday was insecurity and desperation will kill your sales. Yes, absolutely. Exactly what you're talking about. That fit client. Right. So how did you learn to prevent that in the, before the fact, instead of after the fact? In, in a lot of ways, it was by doing the, the failure and the feedback loop. Um, because that's how you figure out what right. a wrong fit client is. A couple months of misery and you kind of stop making that. And I would say the, the other thing would be though, is sometimes slowing down Ooh. and, and just pacing myself slightly different to, so that I could be more, in touch with the process and in touch with the client and, and trusting that I can bring value in the right places um, and not having to force anything, force 
for whether it's forcing the fees, forcing the fit, forcing mm-hmm. the work. Uh, so a lot of times the slowing it down was the best strategy. Nice. Counterintuitive to our bigger, faster, stronger cultural right. message. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. Something that you're the most proud of, like, holy crap, I can't believe I did that type of thing. <laughs> um, I... A couple of recent clients that I've been working with have met some really long-standing goals that that they were just sort of stuck with and stuck stuck on. Um, hadn't been making hadn't been making progress. And so when you see and experience that breakthrough and the empowerment in their own capabilities. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. It's my favorite thing. Also, people ask me, what's my favorite part? And I'm when I can see the light bulb go on for somebody else Yes. and watch them start to actually believe what I already know is possible for them. Yes. It's amazing. And I think most of us go into business and this type of business with that drive in mind. And we quit before we get to get there, right? You watch people quit and change gears, think it's not going to work. So what, what do you do in those moments to keep you, I don't know, use your sailboat term, staying the course. (laughs) (laughs) I love my sailing metaphors. I do all my metaphors are dog training and animal rescue or like in the gym. So the sailing metaphor is probably my biggest sailing lesson. My brother sails or did for a long time. And um, I believe the thing he said to me most are ropes are for cowboys. Stop (laughs) calling it a rope. (laughs) I love that. I hadn't heard that one. Oh, Kevin, throw me the rope. Ropes are for cowboys. These are lines. <laughs> so what do you do in those moments to stay your course? So, you know, the idea to use the sailing metaphor the, or, or a water metaphor anyway is a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. So so when when I'm not in one of my good energy places, who who are people that that I can reach out to um, that can help me remember the ways in which I've been helpful to others that can help me see things in a different perspective, help me shift my my mental focus. Um, it's so- kind of the opposite of the failure feedback person. You sometimes you just need the cheerleader person, right? Sometimes you do just need the cheerleader. Right. To hold up the mirror and say, well, look at all the things that you have done. And in the moment, everything is good and it will it will continue to even get better. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. What are you most excited for in the future? 
I'm most excited for doing more of the same because uh, since I'm since I'm at the three year mark, I've really refined a lot and have much more clarity of focus than I did out of the gates. Feels good, doesn't it? It does. It feels really good. And and when you've got that clarity and that more clear focus, the progress can be more rapid. Yes. And, and, and it's how a lot of my clients, it is less to do with time and more to do with just certain levels, whether it's financial or, or other benchmarks. The second one is half as hard as the first one. The third one is half as hard as the second one. And yeah. you really can start to feel that momentum. Yes. And get yeah. excited. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's paradoxical in a way where you, you, you think if I'm only focused on a, you know, certain number of things or a certain type of, of client work or certain solutions, I think we tend to think that we are limiting ourselves when in fact what we're doing is focusing. And when we're laser focused, we actually can gain more, more momentum. It's something, right? I mean, it's so true. We hear it all the time. This is not like you or I did not come up with this concept. And yet, it's so hard to put into action. Yes. So hard to, when you're feeling like you just really need things to move and really need things to grow, the instinct is to be broader. Yes. When what you really need to do is narrow down and it feels so counterintuitive in the moment. Yes. But yeah, I mean, seriously, it's it's a huge, huge piece of advice. It is a huge piece of it. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, and at the same time to sort of get there, this was one of the things that I, that I've learned sometimes with all the resistance in my being (laughs) (laughs) that, you know, that taking action, taking courageous and perfect action was better and produced better feedback than perfect inaction. Yes. So, which requires a bit of bravery and courage. And I think that also comes out of that corporate background. You in a corporate environment, you could, you had a lot at stake for B, it had to be perfect because especially I'm going to be, you know, it is true, especially as a woman, especially in male dominated fields, because any little mistake could have a really big impact on your trajectory, your career, your um, reputation. And so on top of our culture being adverse to failure, corporate world, consists on risk inversion failure inversion yes and that that's that's the model of success by design is is making things uniform and predictable and those are those are highly valued for that model of reality and yet it also is limited in what it can generate for outcomes. And the entrepreneurial path is so much more 
creative and expansive. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and yeah. you get past that muck, it's amazing. Yes. What's possible. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to continue this conversation with you and learn more about what you can teach them about that mental fitness, about leadership, about all the amazing things you help your clients with, what is the best way for them to get a hold of So the, the easiest, simplest way is to go to my website, which is my name. It's trishasenzel.com. And um, my name, Trisha, is spelled T-R-I-C-I-A, which is a sort of a different spelling. And uh, so trishasenzel.com and Senzel is S-E-N-Z-E-L. My phone number is there. There's a, there's a button to, to reach out, to connect with me. You can email me. You can also connect to my LinkedIn at that point. In so, other words, you're not hiding. I am not hiding. No. Awesome. Yeah. Well, seriously, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love just that insight in a, how you keep going and yeah. how you leave corporate and how you leave what other people think is right so that you can do what you know is right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. What a fun conversation. Thanks for having me, Erin. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts, or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Aaron Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.